Hello. Thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance His kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. How many of you are unaware of all of those areas that we touch as a church? That's the first time you've heard of a lot of them. Uh, We don't talk about it a lot. We don't talk about it uh, every Sunday, but we think that it's very important to talk about it at least once a year. Uh, We really commit the the fifth Sunday of every single month to focus on Mission Sunday. We've had missionaries in. You may not know why they showed up. We support them as a church, and uh, we want you to know who they are. We want you to be able to connect and um, just understand as a church that we have a global and local mission. It's just not focused inside the four walls of the church. Um, Don and Sarah Reed are actually here this morning. Can you just wave your hands? They're in the house with us. Uh, Missionaries to Africa. Um, You know, blessed to have them also as as local members of of our church. But this morning, just I I don't want to take up a whole lot of time, but I want to really answer the question, why should we support local and global missions? You may say, well, as a church, don't we have needs? Absolutely. But uh, in the life of Harvest Time Church, I really believe that we have moved into this external phase of the church. We have all of our needs met inside the church, and there's an abundant resources to begin to work outside the four walls of the church. I believe that we should focus on local and global missions because it is important to God. Yeah, Souls, people knowing Jesus, how many of you know that that should be a priority? Right. Uh, Even in the Bible, he says, I didn't come to those who were well, but I came to those who were sick, those who are in need of Jesus. Right. If you have a relationship with the Lord, that's great. Right. But we want to also reach out through these mission opportunities and hopefully get the opportunity not just to meet a practical, tangible need, but to also share the gospel of Jesus with them. Um, And all of the organizations that we support, they do that. Right. right? It's not just to say, well, it's just going to meet a practical need. We're going to pat them on the back and say, good luck. But we actually, all of these organizations strategically have the gospel as a fundamental pillar of their organizations. So here at Harvest Time Church, we have a missions mind, mindset, and we just don't want to reach the people inside the four walls of the church, but we want to see all people come into a closer relationship with God. And this happens through local and global missions. So as a church, we commit a minimum of 10% to give to local uh, local and, and, and global missions. Now, out of that 10%, there's a lot of needs that we get to meet. There's benevolence, there's helping church members, there's helping those in need. As as well as all of these other opportunities that we that we get to do, right? We don't see it as an obligation or something we, we have to do. We see it as a blessing of we get to partner with all of these organizations. So if you've ever given a, a tithe or you've ever given an offering, we strategically plant that seed, those financial seeds in these organizations that are reaching the globe. That's a, that's, that's a crazy thing, right? Some of you this morning may not have even realized that you actually have a have have some skin in the game in regards to giving globally. Um, missions work. It does not happen without the local church's involvement. My wife and I had the privilege of doing full-time missions for two years. And guess what? It does not happen without the support of individuals and the support of the local church. The local church is the, is the, is the, is the tool that God has built to push missions forward. It is like, you know, all of us are collectively and you may say, I'm not a missionary, but I hope that your finances look missionary driven, that you're looking for opportunities to give beyond yourself. You know, my daughters, we had a chance to fill these shoe boxes and, you know, 
I didn't know they were going to extend my deadline or I wouldn't have done it by this weekend. But nonetheless, we took the boxes and we're loading them and we're packing them. And, you know, they said, hey, dad, we want to get a boy between the age of two and five. And we were walking around the store and, you know, simple things like we're throwing a washcloth in there. Now think about that. When is the last time you worried about having a washcloth or not? These are simple necessities that we just don't think about. But to somebody, to, to, to a child around the world, this could be one of the greatest gifts. That somebody would think of, of sending a washcloth. And we got a lot of cool toys and, and, and crayons and fun stuff. But even just the basic needs are not being met. If you've never had a chance to do missions or go on a mission trip, and I know the world has changed with COVID that, um, you know, I was talking with Don and Sarah Reed, we have realized that there is no longer safe missions. As a church, we went on mission trips because it was safe. We used to go to Mexico because we could go across the border. Hey, we don't, we were really safe and then we can come back. The whole dynamic in Mexico has completely changed. There is no longer a safe mission trip that you can, you can reduce all of the risk and not have to worry about anything. But let me tell you what, the commission of the mission still has to go forth. Amen. Somebody has to do it. And missionaries that give themselves full time for the work of ministry, we as a church want to support that and we want to support that radically. You know, Carlisa was talking about that they're going to they're go medical and, and the ultrasound machine. And my wife says, she says, listen, I want skin in the game. And I say, what are you talking about, baby? And I, you know, I don't always listen to my wife, but I needed to listen to my wife at this moment. And uh, she says, I think we should give a pretty good financial contribution towards the ultrasound project. So the church wrote a $2,000 check. Now, it, there's going to be a lot of continual expenses that are needed to fund that ministry. It's not just, hey, we bought the machine, one and done. Hey, good, they got it now. The upkeep, the maintenance, the tools, all of the supplies that they need to continue. They're going to continue to need funding. But guess what? We wanted to be at the forefront. We wanted to have seed in the ground in helping that, that mission and that project go forward. This, this year, we had a radical opportunity. Don and Sarah called, and they said, hey, we feel like God has asked us to ask you about drilling a well in Africa. Do you guys remember what the price tag was on that? $10,000. So after me and the elders caught our breath of this request, we looked at the finances and said, there's no reason we can't say yes. God has financially blessed us so much that we could radically say yes. So guess what? More seed in the ground, in the mission field, in the, in the, in the dirt in Africa, sending those resources to allow the missionary to continue to drill water wells. Now you think a washcloth is valuable. How much more is water you know, you don't have water to drink, clean water to drink. You know, that affects every single area of your life. Um, from here on out, we really have a lot of opportunities uh, to, to invest. We did the shoe boxes. Um, we have Casa Hogar boxes for the, 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 the kids. at the. All, we have a lot of opportunities coming up from here out. Now, as we move forward from to, the, to Thanksgiving and the holiday seasons, how many of you know it is super busy? But I want to challenge you as the church, capital C, the church, the global church, to always keep others in mind. Because there is a blessing that happens when we choose to give rather than receive. I'll tell you what, most of us have more than enough of everything. And maybe God wants to use you a little more radical this holiday season to bless and to give like you've never given. Now hear my heart. 
This ain't affecting the church. This isn't, if we give and we earmark it for missions and global outreach and all of those things, you know where it's going? It's going to the mission field. It's not going towards utilities and lights. But guess what? All of those needs are met. You know, next week I'm going to talk about a kingdom builder's ministry. I really prayed about it for a long time. And I said, Lord, there are some among us that want to give, give a lot more than just tithe and that God has enabled with finances and provision and they have a heart to reach the nations of the world. And I'm going to communicate that next Sunday about this kingdom builders ministry that all of the resources raised through kingdom builders ministries, it's going to be launched to reach the next generation, to be able to plant seed around the world. To Anytime I get a phone call from a missionary that says, Hey, this is what I feel like is in the heart of God. Are you willing to partner that we can as a church radically always say, absolutely. Because there are givers that understand in, in the global and local mission and commission of the church and they have given. But I believe that that is the kind of church that, that God is raising harvest time to be. All right. Sorry, I'm a missionary at heart. Let me get to my notes. So Acts 1.8, it says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So that little commission in there, it says Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jerusalem, you know what that really represents? That represents your family and your city. We should be witnesses to our family and to our city, right? We want to go to all the nations of the world, but let me tell you what, if we can't release Christ in our own backyard and to our own families, I think we're missing the mark, right? We need to be witnessing. We need to have an agenda that all of our families be saved. How many of you would love God to honor that? Say every single Lord, Lord, every single one of my family members, God, that they would come to the knowledge of Jesus. My children, how many of you know that's the scariest thing ever, right? We instill in them all of these things and we pray to God that they keep the course. But I believe that if we do our part, that God does his part. Pastor Jim always tells me it's not our responsibility to pull out of our kids, but it is our responsibility to put in our kids. So that's what we do as parents to our family. We should be reaching out to our city. Then we talk about Judea and Samaria. What does that look like? That is your state and your country. That's the United States. That's Texas. That's surrounding state continents. We should be reaching the U.S. for Jesus also. And then ends of the earth. That's pretty self-explanatory. You got that one, right? I don't have to explain what that one looks like. That is the globe. That is across the face of the earth, speaking to unreached people groups. Do you realize there are still unreached people groups on the planet? Those that have never heard the name of Jesus and nobody has ever reached out to them? That's kind of mind-boggling in the U.S. But there are still unreached people groups and, you know, Don and Sarah, and there's a lot of organizations that strategically work with those missionaries that are supporting the unreached. How many of you know that's pretty good seed? That's a good place to invest. Because I'll tell you what, the American people have probably heard the gospel multiple times and they've either done something with it or they have refused to do anything with it. But there are still nations of the world that have never heard. Let's be a mission-minded church to make sure that every, everybody gets to hear. Amen? So the word witness, it actually is used 29 times in the book of Acts. A witness, to witness is to tell somebody what you have seen and what you have heard. Now, there is an English word that is called martyr. How many of you have heard the word martyr? We don't really take it that personal because we don't know really what it means to be a martyr for Christ. But all through the Bible, there's stories of those who were martyrs. And really, in an essence, it means to lay one's life down for the cause of Christ. It is to witness 
So when we look at, when we look at it, in the, it translated, in, we get the English word witness from martyr. Now we know that there has been many of God's people that have sealed this witness by truly actually laying down their lives and even losing their life for the sake of Christ. So some are called to full-time missions, but let me tell you what, all of God's people are expected to be a witness and to tell the lost about Jesus. You have to tell others the gift that you have received. You are called to be a missionary on the face of the earth. So how are we supposed to do it? By go getting the one, Matthew 18, 12. What do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one that has wandered off? God has always been concerned about the one. Now, our goal should be reaching the one And if you have a hard time saying, why should I pursue the one? Because let me challenge you, you were the one once that somebody reached out to, that somebody loved, that somebody invited you to church, that somebody told you about Jesus that got you to that relationship with God. You were the one. And once I become the one, I want to reach another one. So who do we reach? We reach our family. We reach our community. We reach the world. We have all, we all have a part to play in reaching them. Local mission missions helps us reach the community around us. That's the local missions. Global missions helps us reach the world. But we can partner with many different organizations in a way to impact them. 2 Timothy 4, 5, it says, do the work of the evangelist. That, that is a commission for all of us. That, you know, the, the evangelist is always focusing on, hey, who can I reach? Who, who can I tell about Jesus? There was two men in my life uh, and it, when we worked in Mexico, Fuzzy and then uh, Adolfo. The nature of these guys, they were always concerned about souls. Who cares about what we're eating? Who cares about the worship in the evening? They would all, and, and their phrase would often be, man, I wonder who can we tell about Jesus today? And that marked me because that always has to be at the forefront of our mind. We're going to Walmart. We have an agenda. We have a mission. But is there somebody along the way that I might get the opportunity to tell about Jesus? That's what the work of the evangelist looks like. Can I just save one more? Can I rescue one more from the pit of hell that's, that's destined for death unless they come across the path with Jesus? So do the work of the evangelist. Luke 19.10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. So each of us has a part for reaching the one. So I'm going to give you real quick, this is a super fast three-point message, okay? For those of you who say, what do I do? How do I respond? What do I do? So I'm going to give you three ways for the church to be successful in missions. I believe all three of these are essential, they are necessary, and they are critical for the success of missions in the local church. First, be a church that prays. Luke 10, 2, it says, and they told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest. Notice this is not a, this is not a harvest issue. This is a people issue. But it says, ask the Lord of the harvest. What are we doing when we ask God something? We're praying. That we would pray to God and say, Lord, the harvest is full. Lord, send laborers into your field that we may bring in the harvest. So we need to be a people that prays for for those that are called to be missionaries to rise up and be bold and courageous and go to the nations of the world. For those that aren't missionaries, but they're missionaries at heart that are praying for those lost souls, that they may come to the knowledge of Jesus. We have to be a church that prays, ask the Lord to send the workers, pray for the workers to get to work and bring in the harvest of souls. So number one, we have to be a church that prays. Number two, we have to be a church that gives. If we are not a church that gives, this work cannot go forward. We have to be a church that gives. 
We have to be a selfless people. We have to get to the place of where we focus on the globe rather than just my own home. We have to realize there's a whole lot more at stake than just what I know. That's why I love mission trips because it gets your mind looking broader and bigger than you ever had. Than maybe you ever have. You know, I've come back from mission trips and when I flip on my light switch, we don't realize the luxury that is because in some other countries you flip the light switch and you don't know if the electricity is going to be on or not. Have you ever turned the water faucet and, and wondered if the water is going to come out or not? Third world countries, they don't always have a water supply. The water can be off. Now here, you got water don't come out, you got problems. But it's not a lack of supply. But we have, to be a, we have to be a church that gives. Like I said, we give 10% of everything we, get, we bring in to local and global missions to try to impact those around us. If you're a giver in this church, I want you to know that we take what you give and we strategically invest that into the globe, into local ministries, and to those around us. But pray that God will increase your finances There's a passage in James 4, 3. It says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. Now, listen to what he was talking about here. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So, yeah, this is talking about a finance thing. But you're praying to get wealthy for your own stability. But it says you are praying with the wrong motives. I want to challenge you to start praying that God will increase your finances to empower you to be a more generous giver. And see what happens. Because let me tell you what, you take care of God's business, he'll also take care of your business. But when we try to fill our own bucket, it seems like there's never enough. You ever been like that? Man, I can't make it, Lord. Let me tell you what, you probably ain't going hungry. But you might think you're going hungry. Right? You might not know how you're going to pay that bill. But let me tell you what, God always provides a way. But I believe that if we ask God for financial blessing with the motive of being others, that we will see also provision in our own lives. But we got to get ourselves focused on others rather than just focusing on ourselves. Amen? All right. So we got to be a church that prays. We have to be a church that gives. And, and number three, we have to be a church that is willing to go. And I know this is not comfortable. This is not convenient. This is, some of us have, how many of you have never even thought about being a missionary to the globe? How many of you have never thought about that? There's got to be more now. All of y'all thought about being missionaries? All right, now be truthful. How many of you have never really thought about being a missionary to the globe? That's like almost all of us. I promise. I promise you that. You're like, man. So like if you didn't raise your hand, you might be lying. I don't know. Uh, Most of us don't think like that. We think our mission field is here. We don't think. But tell me, tell you what. Somebody has to go. I believe that God is going to raise up this next generation of people that go. But we also need people who provide. And fund. When, when, kid, when young kids go on a mission trip, make sure they have everything they have need of, especially if you don't go or you're not willing to go. Because enabling somebody to go, you can actually get there by your finances. All right? So we have to be a church that goes, Mark 16, 15 says, go into all the world. But God is still calling full-time missionaries to go to all the nations of the earth. The only way to reach the world and all the places in the world that have not been reached is to send people or to raise up nationals, or to get finances on the mission field so that that work can go forth. You know, this the church being willing to go, this is a call to be a full-time missionary. And I would challenge you, if God asks you to go, that you would radically say yes. I've had many people, oh, God's going to have to transport me to Africa if I'm going to go to Africa. He's going to have to drag me there. 
Just be willing to be obedient. That's all I'm going to challenge you with because he doesn't call everybody to full-time missions, but he calls some to full-time missions. And if that's you, you need to say yes. So we need to be a church that prays. We need to be a church that gives, and we need to be a church that's willing to go. You got it? That's a quick message. So we can pray, we can give, or we can go. And I would just encourage you this holiday season, maybe get your eyes off of you. I'll tell you what, if, if your kids can start connecting the dots of what they can do globally, that if they just get three gifts instead of six gifts, they'll buy into that. They, you know, they were willing, man, they were wanting to throw all kinds of stuff in those boxes, guys. I had to say, that's a little much, baby. It's $20 here, 30 here. I said, let's put small stuff. Right? I was shrinking them back. But I'll tell you what, there's times that it's good for our kids to be able to spend their money or spend our money like it's God's, not ours. Because they weren't going to limit it. You know what I was doing? I was looking at the price tag, everything I put in that box. Okay? Okay? Plus $10 shipping, okay? That's how, I'm, that's how I'm breaking it down. But let's be generous in the way we pray. Let's be generous in the way we give. And if God so graciously calls you to the mission field, let's be willing to go because it'll be worth it, amen? Oh, you know, the only way I have to end this message to me this, this morning is just to commission you to be all that God has called you to be. As a church, we're going to continue to try to find opportunities to invest locally and invest globally. If there's something that you come across as a good ministry or something you want to do, can you please let me know as a church member? So, Pastor, you know, I came across this. I saw a need. Do you think that there's a way that I can be a part of that? Because I often believe that those things that God shows you, he calls you to walk out. And guess what? The church wants to partner with you, not do it for you. You ever had that? Hey, pastor, I think you should do this. That's not what we're talking about. I got enough things for me to do. But if there's something that God puts in your heart, come talk to Epi. She coordinates all of our local global outreach. Uh, let her know what's in your heart. And let's see if we can impact the kingdom. Let's see if we can radically give and, and meet the needs of the world around us. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Harvest Time Church podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like more information about our family, please write us at 42 FM 2540 South, Bay City, Texas 77414. Or check us out on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.